Hello listener, I hope you're well and happy as you're about to listen to this podcast. I would like to say thank you very much for choosing my podcast, Chris Sherlock on the Wireless. It means a lot. I invite you to grab a coffee or something very stronger at that and relax and just enjoy this episode that you're about to listen to. In this particular episode, I am chatting to Dublin singer-songwriter Mr. Curtis Walsh. I dive deep with Curtis on his life so far and his music career and we also have a bit of crack along the way so let's kick it off shall we and listen to one of curtis's songs strength will come back honey keep your eyes on me Promise time will fly, keep your head held high, the world is at your feet Some people's minds work funny, just learn to let it be You're fully in control, there's very few didn't know, the world is at your feet So let go, and stop keeping track I hope you know, I've got your back Patience and trust will lead to your full recovery And in the settling dust I wrote this message for you to see It said you should go and stop keeping track And I hope you know I've got your back If you've got mine Release the smoke from your lungs and realize there's no turning back Say the speech on your tongue, what's done has been done Understand what you have And I'll be here along the way as long as that's what you want To keep your shoulders strong, keep your head screwed on Avoiding all the cracks So let go and stop keeping track I hope you know, I've got your back Cause patience and trust will lead to your full recovery And in the settling dust I wrote this message for you to see It said you should go and stop keeping track And I hope you know, I've got your back So patience and trust will lead to your full recovery And in the settling dust I wrote this message for you to see So won't you go and stop keeping track I hope you know I've got your back If you've got mine Curtis Walsh there with recovery and I'm joined on the line by the man himself who is a Dublin singer-songwriter. Curtis, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks so for having me. Oh, no, it's a pleasure to have you on. That song's quite deep that we just heard there. Yeah, um, yeah, I wrote that one. That one is it's a, good, it's a good while old now, to be honest. Um, I think I wrote that one about a year, year and a half, two years before 
its release as well. So that one's, that one's going back over. But yeah, I wrote that one. Um, that was just it was a friend of mine that was going through a bit of a hard time, and I could kind of like relate and understand where she was coming from. And um, that was just a I didn't really agree with her outlook on um how she was dealing with that specific situation. So uh, oh yeah, I, I wrote that song and just to show her that there's other ways of looking at things and it worked. But yeah, that's where that song came from. Yeah, there's good passion behind it. Such a great song, and that was your first song that you ever released, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was that was my first proper release. That was I put a few videos up on Facebook here and there before, but that was my uh, first one that I kind of pushed on Spotify and YouTube, and you know what I mean, really gave it a go with. So let's go back to the very beginning, back when Jesus was a child, and tell us about <laughs> <laughs> you know how you got started in music and what got you into it and so on. Jeez, if we're going back um, to when I'm a baba, then I, uh, I remember my granddad got me my first guitar when I was, I think, six. Six or six or seven or something like that um, for Christmas one year. And it was just a little nylon string guitar. Um, and that's where I first kind of started messing around with music. And my mom, she plays piano as well. So she was teaching me um, at home just little chords and how to mess around. So it's always kind of being there for, like, me to to access you know what i mean and um, which was pretty cool but then yeah i started i used to always just play guitar i, I never really thought of doing singing around up until my cousin sean he um he was doing a thing at the time it was a uh, oh fucking remember this um <laughs> helen jordan's dance dance academy i think it was that maybe i'm wrong on that but it was a dance it was kind of like a academy where it was like just dancing singing um, acting, all just like artsy stuff that you get involved in. He he used to do a bit of singing with that, and from that there was a competition that came up. It was called Teen Stars, um, okay. and yeah, and he wanted it. He wanted to stand out, so he asked me would I play guitar from and sing harmonies with him while he was doing it. And we came up with a band name called Create. Yeah, we just we just went for that competition. Then after doing a few, uh, we my my cousin, my other cousin, um, Gav, he's in a um. Is in a tribute band, an Oasis tribute band. So right. before we went to the competition, we had a few little warm-up gigs. We got lucky there. We, he let us do support from a few times. So that was a cool experience before doing the competition and stuff. Um, but yeah, then once we uh, we we done the competition, it was cool. We made it to the to the finals and we uh, we did we didn't win it. But uh, the next year, I was, I was waiting for that moment to say, "Well, we actually won it." <laughs> 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 nah, build it up to chop it down like. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, then then the following year we were going to do it again. Um, but I don't think he was he wasn't as interested in um, in at at that time he was uh he, he was more gravitated towards football and sports and all and that I think that was more of his calling in general. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd do it by myself. You know what I mean? Because like just I'll give it a shot and uh, made it to the finals again. And then this time I got chopped out again. And I'm... Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I won there. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but um, but now nah, that gave me a good bit of confidence now to kind of get the legs on myself to to do it by myself. Fell in love with it from there. Kept uh, kept writing away and kept making tunes. And I just want to come in there and say we actually have mm-hmm. a clip of you uh, singing with. I th- well, I think Sean's on piano and you're singing in the background. Now I don't know if it's a cover song or if it's one of your own songs that you would have done. So this is Curtis and his cousin, Sean. Get up in the morning, do we all again? I'll do all these things if we can be friends. It's no, the rain, a turn of the lightning. This is good, it's not me, even if I 
<laughs> um, I hope that was oh. you. I hope it's not some random stranger. Yeah, no, that, that was me. Um, that was that was the first song I ever ever wrote. <laughs> that was that, yeah. That, that's me. Sean wasn't there at that time. That was uh, just when my mom was kind of teaching me bits on the piano and. Um, <laughs> it's bad actually. I haven't heard that in years. Jesus, <laughs> how did you even find that? <laughs> oh, we've got a great research team here on this show. Yeah, it's really from... do. It's really do. <laughs> it's from March 2013. Jesus, that's going back so... far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why did you? That's mad. I didn't, I didn't even. I think I was. I think I was 12, 13 at that that point. Um, when I done that one. But yeah, <laughs> I, know, like, I haven't heard, I forgot that even existed, like, it just kind of clicks in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, what was bad. the name of that song called? Or did uh-huh. it have a title? Hold on, I have to dig deep in the memory now, it did have a title. Um, I think I could have, now it's as cringy as all the lyrics and all worry about it. Uh, me little 12 year old, whatever I was singing about there, I think the title had nothing about diamonds in it. I think it was something diamonds or diamond something or whatever it was, but uh, which uh, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you really weren't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't at all. <laughs> so, so, anyway, let's, <laughs> so let's push forward. So after mm. the band didn't work out, let's say, and you enter mm. competitions, you start going solo. Then what? What was your method then? Writing down songs and you know, you know, when did that kind of start and go from there yeah now for, for sorry before i said up we for the whole competition and doing all that and for the support gigs and all that's our, the whole thing that we were doing was just learning covers but i was always um just fascinated on how people actually made them and like you know i, mean, I just thought it was like so complicated and so like cool that people can just come up with it. so i was always kind of just from then messing on the side and doing it but never did i think of like doing something serious towards it you know and um but yeah, then then when I, it was when I um it was when I start doing pub gigs here and there. I I I only start getting regular enough pub gigs when I first moved to Portleash, which was about how long am I living in Portleash? I think I'm a, I'm gonna say six years, maybe five. I don't know, but it could be four. <laughs> I know it's definitely not four. It's at least it's at least six. Maybe seven with, with years. With these ago. lockdowns, it feels like ten years ago since we were last in yeah, a pub I having a gig. You know. I kind of because I I didn't I didn't have enough songs to fill out a full two hour set is what they were looking for. So then I start throwing I, I just kind of got lazy. Instead of learning another covers, I just start playing my own songs in with it. And then from them, I start getting a bit comfortable with the idea of like playing my own songs at gigs and I'm front of people then. Because before that was just very much in my bedroom by myself. I might show my ma if I feel like uh, you know what I mean. I think it's good at the time or whatever. Um, but yeah, after I uh. After I start playing them in pubs and all, and I start doing it more and more, I uh, I start googling how to how to record um music and stuff. I think I was maybe fifteen when I first started doing that. Um, so yeah, I, I downloaded. I think it was Audacity. It's a just a free software on uh yeah. on my computer to record on, and um, yeah, it was just literally just googling like any band I could think of. I was like ty- typing into Google like Coldplay's bands manager and uh, email address <laughs> and then it's just yeah. copying up but all their email addresses are online because like they're managers you know what i mean so you can of find course, them out. yeah 
Yeah, and I didn't realize that. I was just chancing my arm, man. Like, I just everything I googled was just there. So it's like, why don't people do this? Like, or a typical dub in your jeans, I think. There, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Chancing the arm, um, but, but yeah, I was just sending it off to send, I was just recording like bad, bad demos. Like, it was just fuzzing coming through the background, and like, you could barely hear my voice buried within it and stuff, but um. But yeah, I just, I just like once every now and then I just send off like a email address with a few MP3s on it, just saying here's a few demos, what you think, blah blah blah. Uh, just a little bit of feedback. Um, and surprisingly though, like even though that they were really bad, like some of these like big companies and all that, they did get back and just even like not even to sign me on, but just even to just give advice and stuff. Like Sony, I remember I was being so shocked that like. Uh, Sony Ireland got back and they were just saying, "Oh, yeah, I think it's good. Just come back to us in a year after developing a bit, and then you just give me a few pointers, whatever they were at the time, on like songwriting or whatever." But um, but yeah, I was very, I was very shocked to even get a response. You know what I mean from all these. But um, but but yeah, from from them, I uh, when I, when I got start getting responses, like okay, maybe I will keep at it and take on these pointers and do it. So um, just thinking that it makes you, you know, that bit more confident and like someone out there has a bit of you know they've heard you they know what you're about a bit and it's just that little bit of time and you were young you know you you still mm. are young you're only you're only 20 yeah. now so like yeah i'm 20 you know, now, yeah so like if it's the last few years up till now has been probably a little bit of a roller coaster in terms of you know playing with different songs this and that but yeah that original feedback that you got is going to always stick in your head oh 100 and like it's but I think that just even goes to show, like, just even if, if someone just took the two minutes just to reply to some random kid or somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, or just even to give anybody just a minute at the time of day just to give them advice or, you know what I mean, or, or have guide them in any way or just even, you know, tell them to keep at it. Like, that, that because if I hadn't got replied from anybody, I probably would have started second-guessing things and, like, who knows, I mightn't continue. I, I think I probably would have, but, like, I could have easily not, you know what I mean? Because I know that the... The response has definitely acted as a drive for me to continue doing it, you know what I mean? And to put a lot more time of the day into writing and recording and blasting off emails and stuff. So, In terms of uh, writing songs, what do you take inspiration from? You know, do, you know, would you be watching a movie and you could have a an idea in your head or is it just like mostly personal experiences? When, when I'm writing lyrically or what I'm writing the song about, I don't normally know what I'm writing about until after I wrote it. As in, like, I, I know I'm going to go into a song, whatever it is. I would just be walking around the house or whatever, and, like, I hear melodies in my head, and I just grab my phone, and I just record, like, voice notes and stuff into it to, um, to just build them from that, and then, like, I'll just go from that, whatever it is, to, whether it's a guitar melody I hear in my head, or a vocal melody, or a bass line, or whatever. And I'd normally go from there. So I, I, I always start um, with, like, an instrument or a kick or a, a rhythm or something and then I just stack that and then I just hum melodies over it until I get it and then when I'm writing the lyrics I'll just be thinking of cool concepts and cool ways of saying things and um, I might have a general concept of what way I'm going to write the song and uh, what it's going to be about but then after I write the song I might have like been subconsciously writing it about something that I was going through a couple of months ago. You know what I mean? That I didn't yeah. even realize I wrote it about that until after the song was written. I was like, oh, so that's where that came from. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know that, that, that that's how it starts. And I suppose in in songs and 
it, it is the way it is. It's there's always a personal meaning in a song. Yeah, you want to hope that that meaning gets pushed on or are relatable when it's actually released. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. is there anything that you hope to get you know feedback from when a when a song is actually out? Kinda. Um, like I, I, I don't get me wrong. It's 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 great seeing messages. Um, when people text me and they're saying this song really got me through this hard time, like that, it definitely does. It inspires you to to do more of that. Um. And, and it's great, but I, when I'm writing the songs, it's it's more, maybe I'm just being selfish, but it's always like more about like, like me or something to do with my life or something that I feel I need to express or I should express, you know what I mean? And then I'll put it out onto a song and then I just send it off to my managers and then it goes out there. That's all like a second thought process compared to when I first write it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, of course. Yeah, well, look, all these big shots that are selling millions in the charts and this and that, they all started somewhere. And heartbreak sells, baby, no matter what it is, you know. (laughs) It really is. Like, look at Ed Sheeran. He's making a fortune. Well, has made a fortune. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of these big name bands and people, who would be your influences then? I take different influences from um, for different things. Like, for example, like lyrically. I'd, uh, I'd be hugely inspired by um, the likes of like Sam Fender, Lee, Liam Gallagher's newer stuff, like and uh, Noel Gallagher's newer stuff, and um, and U2 and acts like that, where you could tell that they're poets as well as they are musicians. You know what I mean? And then sure. to be then when I'm thinking of just like melodies, um, I just normally type into Spotify top. 50 hits of 2015 2017 20 whatever it is and then i'll just listen through because they're hits you know what i mean that means they done something right you know so um <laughs> for sure but, yeah yeah so like i just use that those melody constructs and try and find the common denominators within all these hits to see what i can use in my songs to try and hopefully make the m- melody quality a little better and then in- instruments was as in what i'm actually the beat behind the music i get huge inspiration from uh from rap because i think i think there's so much more time and effort gone into the actual production beats and like the music behind the voice in rap than there is in just the singing world because i feel there's um there's a lot more variety cadence was in like a singing voice than there is in like rap you know what i mean so that way i yeah. feel like the beats normally carry carry it through and the beat plays so much more of a part to play in um in rap than it would in in singing because if you have like a, like a Mariah Carey voice you can stick it over like a really really yeah. bad beat and it's still gonna sound really good you know what I mean but you can stick a great rapper on a really bad beat and then it sounds bad you know what I mean a, a fine line but a common denominator in it as well yeah I one hundred percent agree what you're saying speaking of the style of music so what would be your kind of stripped back ballady type stuff so do you think you've kind of found your yeah. sound no, definitely not. No, I that was that was kind of um a result of a phase, I think. Uh like I when I first was growing up, my man and dad used to have very ballady kind of tunes in the in the in the car. Um not necessarily like the Dubliner side ballady, but like I don't know, Emily Sanday, my man used to listen to mm-hmm. Adele, like there used to be Ed Sheeran going, um then there'd be uh there'd be like U two and uh, Keen and all these bands so it's all very stripped back organic instrumentally sound so that definitely inspired my early stuff but i say the past three years i've really been like just um just trying to think outside the box and stuff so everything that i have out now is um well most of what i have out now is very kind of ballady um 
stuff but i think after bend bend is uh definitely the last page of that chapter and right. from then on there's there's, there's a lot of songs that i uh just really really getting weird and wacky with the sounds that i'm using and uh just trying to experiment you know what i mean yeah i know it sounds exciting like so uh, when you said that you were going to derail something i thought well we'll have a curtis walsh rap album followed by a curtis walsh <laughs> jazz album a swing album <laughs> so well, you might like i i don't know it's just because I've, t- I've thought about this long and hard and um I could just, I, I thought about what am I going to just do that, the whole acoustic stuff going forward. And then I just thought that is going to be so boring. And then I said, why not absolutely just shoot in any direction? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause I think life's too short. You know, it's like telling a painter he can only use one color. You know, we might as well just try it all. You know, who knows? Yeah, that's that's very true. Uh, for anyone that's just tuned in, uh, this is Flirt FM 101.3. I'm Chris Sherlock, and you are listening to me chat with Curtis Walsh. Curtis, tell me about your EP is called Breathe. It was your first debut EP. Your first baby was born. And uh, there yeah. is a little bit of a mix, as we said there earlier, about, you know, the ballads and stuff. And like some of the stuff is a little bit more poppy. So there is a little bit of sound like the so 70s is a little bit more upbeat melody wise and stuff like that. Um, yeah. What would be your favorite track that you were to work on there? Either Full Recovery, because I think that gets the best response. Um, or Seven Seas because um, because it has that beat and that upbeat kind of tempo too, and that's always a little bit fun to play um, to play live. And that was that was my first kind of taste tester of stepping outside of the acoustic zone, if yeah, you'd say. Um, so yeah, that definitely gave me a hunger to mess around and do different sounds and stuff, um, and to, to move forward like that. I know you've played a, a few live big shows here under your belt. You know, you've played Electric Picnic twice. You've played Independent Festival. You've had your own headline show at Wheelands, which is just fantastic. Um, so, like, Cheers. having all that uh, under your belt, is there anywhere that you want to still play? Yeah, well, I, I, could, I could say Crow Park. <laughs> Obviously, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. Um, never yeah, say never. Just... Yeah, never if I look, the fingers are crossed and feet are on the ground because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let my head go there just yet. Anyways, yeah, I'd love I'd love to have um now this is really looking up, but um I'd love I'd love to do a gig at some point in my life in the tree arena. And then I'm then I'm happy, you know what I mean? I could just sit back and like I gave up my all and I you know what I mean, if I got to there I'd I'd really really be uh, be chuffed and achieved um, felt achieved, I guess. But um but yeah, other than that, I just kinda like take it as it comes, you know? Um just, see the venues as I, as I play them and there's a couple of cool ones um now in ireland to be fair yeah you just seem to be like enjoying the ride you're not worried about anything it seems it's just that i'll i'll play wherever baby and just go with the flow and yeah literally ho- hope you get uh, and you will get there there's no hoping i i can actually see you selling out the tree arena it's gonna happen ah, you know, cheers, it, man. And i really appreciate Cope that will definitely follow through because it's <laughs> without a doubt like when you're listening to your music i'm always listening to you in the car i always seem to do my best listening to music sitting around in the car the, your melody your lyrics they get stuck in the brain you know it's it's <laughs> it, is, man. It, it really does and you're there singing along and i'm like wow you know this is and, and then it becomes addictive you know you have to listen to it again yeah. to try and get it out of your brain originally well that's what they say you have to do yeah. but you do it yeah. because you want to listen to it anyway. So, um, yeah, cheers. I appreciate it. Well, look, a lot of hard work work, and a lot of luck will uh, 
maybe see that day but uh yeah i don't know i'm just kind of just trying to it's 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 very easy to overthink all that type of stuff and try and picture yourself here or there or like hope this will go this way or that way but like i don't know just even the past like three years of my life i've just seen how you might expect something but it can just go in a completely other direction whether that's a good or a bad thing so i just from that i've learned just not to even think about the future just go with it as it comes and just work hard at it you know what i mean well, you could always look back on it and have these pinch yourself moments and just go, wow, yeah. you know, this this is what is happening and this is what should happen and could happen and all that. Like, so it's good. So yeah. tell me in playing, you know, these festivals, what would you actually prefer? Do you prefer live gigs or in studio, you know, recording? What would be your favorite oh, thing yeah. to do? Definitely live. Definitely live. Definitely live. Because you get this, this whole like energy there, you know, and like you're feeding off the crowd and I always I always feel like it actually annoys me sometimes because I I feel like saying like a lot better when I play a live because I'll go into the studio then and I'm there like my 50th take into the first verse and I'm just getting so annoyed because I just can't get it right but just because there's like a big crowd there feeding off you but maybe it's just the sound system and because it's all run through like big speakers now but I think I always just sound better live than I do in the studio but, and uh and yeah it's just it's just so much more fun as well yeah, and with the live shows as well, that aspect, would you, have you gotten nervous over, you know, since you started all this, like, what are your nerves like before you go on stage or, you know, put out an album out even or an EP? I don't really get nervous before putting music out there, um, but I definitely get nervous every gig, like, beforehand. Um, I used to try and kid myself and say that I wasn't nervous or whatever, or I just kind of ate something dodgy, but now nah, I, get, I, get, I get nervous, like, like mad um, at them all, because I don't know, you're, you just can't help but have your brain race to like what if this goes wrong what if this happens oh my god what if you look like this and this happens and this happens but i feel if you don't get nervous before like doing something like that then uh, you, you don't care you know what i mean i think that's a, a well, sign this of it. Is it. The, ner- the nerves do show that you care and it's like hmm. it, you know you're passionate about music you can see you can see that and talking to you now and people listening are obviously going to know that whether they've just heard your songs for the first time or not it's you do have the passion and once you kind of walk out there that first five seconds is probably where you're going to be crap 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 yeah. crap and then just go from there yeah yeah that's well, it that's it already yeah it's it's, uh, it's the first few words once you just get them out and you sing or you say something then it all just flushes every system so i just want to uh, touch back on something earlier and i think this would be important for people in any background you know before you kind of got your first record out there you had your management and your label support hugely because you did have a little bit of a, a troubled childhood growing up as well didn't you um yeah i guess i guess you could say that um but so, so does everybody i do we all have our, have our issues coming up you know what i mean i kind of wasn't really getting in with the the bestest of crowds when I was younger, and then um, yeah, there was kind of like some some issues here and there at home. But uh, but other than that, it's like it was it was grand. And my label, they definitely um, they they would have helped me a bit now through um, through like kind of keep keeping me focused on what I needed to be focused on. You know what I mean? Kind of because I were I found it very easy to to get distracted um, right. growing up. And then when I met the lads then a few years ago, they, they really kind of helped me, um, you know, just focus on what I needed to focus on. Realised that, like, these are kind of very, very prime years that 
they're easy to regret wasting away. So yeah, I just kind of want to cop onto that. The bit of story there is, is that you you nearly dropped out of school. I think you probably had the plan of not going to sit your your leaving cert or your junior cert. Yeah, yeah, I was, go- I was going to I was going to drop out. Um, I think it was fifth year, maybe sixth year. I was going to drop. I know I heavily thought about it in fifth year, and I don't know if I, I was going to do it in sixth year then. Um, but but yeah, they did decide. They just made some good points. It's just like one more year. You know what I mean? If you just knuckle down, like what's a year? You know what I mean? And uh. All the same, I wish I, I could have knuckled down and like put my head in the books a lot more than I did. But I, I finished school, you know what I mean? So there's still yeah. that. Um. Well, couldn't we all knuckle down and do better? You know, there's, there's those yeah. life lessons, you know, and the, the option is yeah. always there, I suppose, going forward. If there's something you want to excel a bit more at. Yeah. There's loads of opportunities out there now where you can go back to education and, you know, go yeah, back over actually. what you really want to do rather than what you were mm. pushed in to do back then. The junior cert and even cert is very great and it's very important to do, but there is that subject, there is that thing, oh, I have to suffer Irish, oh, I have to suffer maths. You know, it's, yeah. it's when you're when you're younger, you don't really appreciate it, but it's when you get older, yeah, and- you kind of go, well, I need to go back and, and re- retrace my steps. That's it. And like, but what I think is, I think it's like, I don't know what it is that's causing it, but it's just the mind frame that it's, um, that like learning is an effortful, bad thing. Like, it's really not, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I've only, since I came out of school, like, found, like, I want to learn more about this, or I want to do this, or do this, and then I was just like, oh, this is just what they're doing in school, except it's in a classroom and books, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would love them to, like, have a, a psychology degree behind me at some point in my life, you know, because I'd be heavy into, I'd be reading uh, books like Jordan Peterson's 12 Rose to Life, and uh, Living in the Now, is that what it's called? I think so. It's a, it's a book. I think so. It's another yeah. book I, I, I was reading. Um, that's good. But just all those type of things that um, that I'm naturally interested in. I always was, but it was just kind of the mind frame that everybody had in school that, like, nah, this is a bad thing. I don't want to do this. This is something that I have yeah. to do, so that's why I don't want to do it. And, like, I don't know what it is that caused that. But if it was a little bit more open-minded that students were taught to think, um, I feel school would be a lot more fun, a lot more crack. Yeah. And do you believe all this kind of history that you've had drives you forward more to be the artist you want to be? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I wouldn't change a thing, you know, I mean, not, 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 not a thing, because like, I don't know, you need you need the downs to fill the ups, you know, and to, to push towards the ups. So, you know, that is a good lesson for people listening, you know, that are no matter what your background, if you love doing something, go out there and give it a try because you have nothing to lose. Just go for it and you never know what's around the corner. Yeah, literally, and ninety percent of the time, it's like you think other things are in your way, but it's just yourself. You know what I mean? It's just a way of looking at things, or a way of thinking of things. Like it's just your own self, just standing in your own way of doing stuff. For you know what I mean? Bro, yeah, yeah, true, very, very true. If there was someone you could perform with, um, you mm. know, what well, it can be, you know, past, present, or future, maybe as an artist, uh, who would you love to actually like collaborate with? Um, that's a very good question. Um. Uh, definitely the Beatles or Queen. That's just because of how amazing they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. To to it and their 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 accent. But yeah, John Lennon is 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 fantastic as well from the Beatles. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say those two. They'd be they'd be the two that I'd, I'd definitely love to sit down and write with. Because they're you could. I don't know, it's just such like masterpieces that two of them came out with, you know, over the yeah. years. So uh, when you say yeah. Queen, you mean Freddie Mercury or do you mean the whole band you'd like to perform yeah. with as well? Yeah. 
I suppose both. Yeah, <laughs> right, but Freddie Freddy. Mercury are the whole band. You know, if I could take the whole band, I'll take the whole band. I'm not going like, to say, nah, just Freddie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a full package deal or none at all for Curtis. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I'm going to ask you another one of these tricky questions because it, it really puts you thinking for an artist. What would be the song that you've say, heard on the radio and you go, God, I wish I wrote that. That's just a banger of a tune. I said this on an interview before, but uh, it's 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 another it's another Queen song, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's just like is that 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 would be one of the reasons why I picked them in the the last. But it's just it's just a complete another masterpiece or another Beatles song, uh, Hey Jude. I just end the melody of that. That is, in my opinion, the catchiest melody that has ever been wrote. Like everybody knows the end of that song, where it's like nah 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 nah. No matter what language you speak, no matter where you are, everyone knows that. Like. The connection so, is yeah, there and, and sing along. And I know some people at home that are listening to this right now, they, they won't see what I see because I'm chatting to you over Zoom and we have cameras on. But I just like yeah. how Bono was given the, you know, the, the two fingers because I could see a picture of you two behind you. And it's like oh, he wasn't yeah. mentioned <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we got my dad a vinyl um, there a few years ago and we got a few records for it. But the vinyl doesn't work anymore. So I just have all the, all the posters and stuff that um that we got with oh. sticking up on the wall but yeah uh, no, you two you two are fantastic as well i can't i can't leave them out of any lists you know what i mean yeah no sure there's, there's loads out there i suppose and you're you're spoiled for choice nevertheless again the listeners at home can't see you but you do have a gaming zone uh poster up on the back wall there so i and i know you're heavily into the ps4 yeah i really i really like um I really like playing playing PS4, and I, but I played a bit too much of it through lockdown. Now to be honest, and yeah, I only got turned on yesterday for a quick game of Rocket League, and then I got turned off again. And it hasn't been turned on for about two weeks before. And just I've just played every game to death. You know, I've, <laughs> I've been it from GTA to to Rocket League to playing Call of Duty. I've just oh, yeah, I'm just sick of it now at the moment. But I have to say I do love that. And get, I say give it another week or two and I'll get back into it and I'll start yeah. up a Minecraft world or something that'll hopefully spark the interest again. <laughs> and, and is that your go-to game, you know, to, to start up or is it like, are you a, a Call of Duty boy or, or, or like... Yeah, well, I think Call of Duty just boils my blood too much. I feel like I can actually, I can have a bit of fun playing GTA, you know, you know, it's not just so competitive, but there's just, there's so many tryhards in it. And you go in, they're just sitting in corners and in their spawn, you move an inch and you just get sniped. It's just, I don't know, that, that kind of bugs me a bit with Call of Duty. So, yeah, I needed a breather from that one, something that I can actually have fun with. Um, so, yeah, then I I'd normally jump on. Uh, Rocket League is, again, it's only like five minutes a game, so it's not super competitive either. You're just cars kicking a ball around. So, normally you get on that to get me into it. And then um, there's a game called Dead by Daylight that I play. It's kind of like... Uh, Freddie Mercury, or not Freddie Mercury, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Freddie Krueger. I think that's the <laughs> um, kind of base. So it's just, just there's a guy going around. It's like five years. He's have to like find generators and stuff and open the gate before he kills you. So, but yeah, play that game. Um, and then yeah, GTA. I was, I I played so much GTA to buy the oppressor. Anyone that's listening that knows what the oppressor is, it's yeah, the flying bike that rocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fly it's a flying motorbike that can shoot rockets and uh and like explosive bullets and everything. Yeah, if you own that, you just own the game to be honest. It doesn't matter what level you are. If you're going around with an oppressor, you can just zoom in, blow anyone up and just zip away, no matter what level you are. So that was my goal for ages. Um I finally got it, then I got another car. 
And then I just realized that Poor the whole game is just driving around <laughs> and we need to get more cars to drive around. <laughs> it's like, nah, I need a break from this as well. So, so you're oh, never yeah. a Fortnite uh, addict or anything like that, were you? I was, yeah, but not anymore. I just got sick of that. I just, that that's my problem with police, or, uh, PlayStation. I'll just play games to death, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll play it until I, I'm despised by looking at it and then, yeah, I just probably won't play it again. So that's exactly what happened with Fortnite. I used to get up first thing in the morning and play it for hours and then just do nothing <laughs> and yeah so yeah I'm, just, I'm done with that game for good now to be honest yeah fair enough we'll get back to real life here for a minute before i let you go because i think mm. we have to talk about this you had an experience up with michael d higgins a part of being the 2017 winner of the christy hennessy songwriting competition so uh tell us what yeah. that was like yeah it was uh i felt really out of place because everybody you could just I don't know, they were just so, um, they, they look so important, you know, everybody just looked like they, uh, they, they, they meant something or something, so I, um, yeah, I was very, very nervous doing that gig, um, and, but yeah, he was such a, he was such a chill dude, to be honest, um, he was, you know what I mean, he wasn't, you could tell that he wasn't stuck up or anything, he, um, very humble man, um, I was just chatting to him for a quick minute, shook his hand, and, uh, and yeah, just was played with his dog for, like, a minute or two, and, um, yeah, yeah and then just kind of, there was other racks playing as well, but um, but yeah, it was a really cool experience just to, to go up there and to go out into the garden and all. It was really really done up nice, and there was a big uh, um, big canopy uh, open for where there was a stage in it as well, and everybody okay. was eating dinner in there while we were playing. Me and uh, there was another band. Oh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna mess up the name. Maybe maybe you know who I'm on about. Was it something sandwich or something ham sandwich? Ham sandwich, ham sandwich. yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. from Yeah, is that, is that yeah. the band? Yeah, I think. I, yeah, yeah I think believe it or not, that's the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ham sandwich. I remember it was something sandwich or like I was about to say meatloaf there, and it's like no, that's way too famous. <laughs> that's like <laughs> you got me and Miles up there, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was just that was a deadly experience overall. Just seen there as well, uh, and I could see from one of your promo shots, got a class tattoo on your on your on the top of your hand there. Oh, sound. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's an owl. It was um. There it is. There, I have that one oh, there, yeah. and then I have uh, a few on the arm here. Okay, so for folks, for the people at home that can't see this, he showed me tattoos. I can't see. How many tattoos, Curtis, have you got? I think I have. Hold on, let's give it a uh, one, two, three, four, five, eight, six, seven. I've eight. I've eight tattoos at the moment. Oh, I'm wow. gonna get destroyed in them. Oh really? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get covered. Up. You're a sucker for pain, so. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's a worth the pain because I just think you're, like it's I don't know skin just looks so boring. Everybody has it. You might as well just decorate it up a little bit. See so, you know what I mean? Bite the bullet, suffer the pain for a minute, and just get something cool on it. Fair enough. Yeah. We're going to hear your track with Anna Pancaldi in a few minutes, but before we do so, tell us a bit about the song and getting it together with Anna. Yeah, this was um this is a weird one because it was uh we done it all online um because of lockdown obviously, but. It was a, uh, yeah, we wrote the song over Zoom and there was a like, really bad internet connection. So it was a really weird experience even writing it because like she, we're, we're, we have to get deep in our emotions and pull up all these feelings that like she's gone through or I've gone through and we have to make sure they, re- they can like, we can both relate to what we're writing about. And then at the same time, like I'm talking and she's talking about something personal. And then like, I feel like I'm interrupting them because the internet connection is all off and is yeah, so it just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it just was a bit up in the air in that way, but we we, we got it done, and um, I think we got a really good song done. To be fair, we were able to work through that, and um, 
yeah, same with recording. And we worked with a, a producer called Brad Mayer, and um, he, he does this app thing that you can get where I just download it on my computer, and he has access to my recording software. So it's literally like he's in the room with me, controlling it, and he's at the computer. And uh, I have. I have my microphone here, uh, which I just stick <laughs> over there in the corner where there's um, a few acoustic foams up on the wall and throw a few pillows around the room so it, it kind of represents a recording booth. And yeah, that's what Anna done as well um, over in the UK. And yeah, we just got the song done that way and just back and forth from emails and stuff. And yeah, so it was a, it was a, it was a unique experience making um, the track, but I think uh, it was definitely worth doing for sure. But it's amazing what you can do in terms of technology. You know, this is it. We can't get into yeah. the studio. You can't do this. You know, radio stations, mm-hmm. we can't go in. So artists can't go in. And it's just it's just all a mess, putting it plainly. And yeah. until things go back to normal, that's the way it is going to be. But it's just amazing that yeah. you can do that connection, you know, get involved and actually get a record out that's literally recorded in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah, literally. But yeah, that's the thing. It's just, it's just the little things, though, that... um you'd miss about recording like you'd be in the studio but there's so many times where you'd you you'd be making a song and it's it's kind of like a version gets sent over through email now and then you either like it or don't or you like adjust things from doing it but then you'd be in the studio like with them and you could just be messing around on the piano and then you go oh yeah let's try this and then we we'll try it and mess around or we could scrap it there and then and it's a lot more um it flows a lot better when you're in person so i'm really really looking forward to just being able to do that, that again yeah sure well what is the song about then in terms of you know lyrically and where does that come from yeah well we um we wrote that song both of us um both of us from talking before i zoom or during the zoom um we could both relate to the feeling of being in a relationship that needs to end but with time and you know i mean connection and all it can make it harder so that's where we come up with the concept of bend which is a I feel the lyric in the song, uh, tried to bend, but we just see how uh, how the strain that one's held has pulled us to the ground. Um, that, that was the whole, I think that was one of the, the main lyrics that we kind of gravitated towards writing the full song around. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just about trying to let go of something that you both people know is broken, you know, in a relationship. And uh, yeah, finally coming to that conclusion. But not having any bad blood in the same breath, you know what I mean? Just understanding that was a natural course, you know what I mean? Well, I think it's time we let the listeners hear it. What do you reckon? Yeah. Curtis, thanks a million for coming on and chatting today. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. It was my pleasure. Thanks a million for having me. I really enjoyed our chat. No worries. And we'll, when things are good, we'll get you back in studio for sure and have a good proper natter and we'll get you to perform live as well and have a bit more of a crack, play a few games and what have you. Perfect. Thanks a million. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was good chatting to you. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Well, hopefully in the near near future, more than the later. But for the fingers crossed. (laughs) That's it. Also, be sure, guys, to check Curtis up on all the usual social media platforms by simply searching Curtis Walsh Music. And likewise, across the buying and streaming platforms. This is Bend. It features a singer-songwriter from London called Anna Pancaldi. And of course, Curtis Walsh.